0: suffering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey
1: everybody, welcome to the 32nd episode of the Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I'm your host, Sandy Hibbard, and my co-host, Mr. Mark Miller, is joining us today Hi. along with our special guest, Mr. Brooks Kelly of The Mortgage Link. So we've got a very uh, timely show scheduled today because mortgage rates are rising and everybody's talking about it everybody's kind of freaking out about it i mean from homeowners to realtors to investors to small businesses what is happening what's going on here so we brought in the expert to talk about that with us let us know what's going on where we're going to go from here and i'm sure there's going to be lots of great advice for homeowners and realtors who are working with sellers on how to move forward and navigate it's a very odd market that we're in right now. So but before we dive into that, uh, a shout out to our sponsor, Secure Title of Texas. We want to uh, send you over to their website, Secured Title of TX. Uh, Secure Title is Boutique by Choice and they have a team of veteran closers, underwriters, and title staff that are there for you. So check them out, go visit the website. If you want to experience Title the Texas Way, check out this guy right here and make that move toward Texas Secured Title. Thank you so much on that. All right, that was
0: a real- that was, There's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, you don't know anything else. There
1: I am. Okay. So... <laughs> Mark, fall is in the air. He's I know. Been talking about football and how about those Sooners? There you go.
0: Well, fall's in the air and it's hundred degrees outside. And that's crazy. <laughs> it's
1: crazy. Yeah. I just got back from Salt Lake City and there's that like it, it was still hot there. Yeah. But there was just that tinge of coolness. It just teased We're gonna, me yeah. about.
0: We're gonna, the fall. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Football, college football. I love it this time of the year for nice that. Oklahoma-Texas game coming up, I would say Oklahoma-Texas oh, drives them nuts. Texas,
1: Texas, Oklahoma. But tickets are only
0: selling at uh, 1500 bucks a pop for that game. Really? That's going to be – I think that's going to be an incredible game to that side. I, so, I haven't
1: paid any attention to football yet this season. And so where are OU and Texas in the rankings? Right uh,
0: Texas is down – they're like 22, something like that. We're mm-hmm. ranked number six.
1: Oh wow, that's going to be uh, but I don't. Then. You know, when they go
0: into that Cotton Bowl on that Saturday, it doesn't matter what your rankings are. It doesn't. Are. Yeah. No, no. It's the whole atmosphere. It's an emotional there. game. Oh so yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun one. So yeah, yeah. anyhow,
1: that's so cool. Yeah.
0: So market is uh, uh, certainly tilted, as I made reference to last month, and my um, mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: order count, as as all of us are, our top, our orders are down. Inventories we're seeing really going into the market huge amount of inventory Mm -hmm. rates Mm -hmm. are up and brooke's going to talk a little bit about that so uh, i'm thankful as i've always stated that we have the commercial business because that's Mm -hmm. really our saving grace and if you don't have that balance in your business in the title side then you're going to be having some challenges and i think we're going to see some companies that are going to be Mm -hmm. challenged Mm too. so commercial
1: retail and retail well office is
0: getting office getting a little soft office sales are soft Retail development is uh, is strong. Mm-hmm. A lot of land sales up in Northern Collin County, mm-hmm. uh, that side. So, um, so we still got some pockets in there that I think are good. But, but we certainly have our challenges going forward on the mm-hmm. on the uh, residential resale side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, our advice is buy buy residential real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I <like that> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it. But it's you know everything, and we'll talk about it again with everything that's uh, occurring. It's just uh they're they're intentionally put the brakes on and it's and it's working <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we really don't want but that's, it, it that's... is
1: working and i do would we ever have thought just last year that rates would be going over six? Well, yeah no. i mean I, you know did we think I, I mean as far as someone like me who's yeah. not in the title and mortgage business I would, you know you think you're comfortable and we're going to be at four forever yeah or three four or five and then here we are we're you know teasing at 7.7% right now. And I know that he'll be touching on that, but you know, we continue to see a lot of significant changes in the real estate market. So this is a timely show Mm -hmm. for us to talk about all of this stuff with Brooks. And I'm glad that you could pop over.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mark,
1: why don't you introduce, give us a little background. Uh, Brooks Brooks. and
0: I have known each other for quite a while now and I've done business with him. He's an outstanding mortgage uh, loan originator. In fact, he's one of the top in the country. Mm -hmm. Top 1% ranking of uh, loan originators nationwide uh, through Guide, Scotsman's Guide, and obviously he's been recognized seven times as best lender in D Magazine, which is um, a notation to his uh, strength that he has in his team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they just have a real compassionate way that they manage to deal with clients, and he's out there in front trying to educate Mm -hmm. uh, his clients as well. So I'm thrilled to have him here with us. He's a partner. And mortgage mortgage link the mortgage link i want to hear a little bit about yeah, the company too. brooks yeah. uh to that side so uh anyhow i'm delighted to have him here and
1: interested should hear what he has to say I, i'm really interested like yeah. i'm in the middle yeah. of buying a house right now and, no and the mortgage rates have been terrifying us. Mm-hmm. it's like you know you, you hear all the different marketing that's out there oh but you know look what you'll save and the money that paid based on what you're going to be renting or oh in the last 10 years is the average rate. you know all that is great it's great marketing fodder mm-hmm. but it really doesn't matter when it comes right, right down to effect. this is what's your, payment? <laughs> yeah. what's your payment.
2: yeah that's the payment this is what it is today yeah. that's what it is tomorrow. Yeah. exactly
1: so let's get yeah. started tell us what's going on
2: yeah sure I uh, appreciate you guys having me today. It's um, you know been a crazy year, like you said at the beginning. Uh, we really didn't think that rates would go uh, much past five percent this year. That was the forecast exactly. from the, the beginning of the year. We knew they were going to go up, but you know four and a half, five—that's what we were talking about for several months in the beginning of the year—and they've just kept their foot on the gas pedal, uh, pushing us you know faster than we've ever seen before from. You know, where yeah. we were to where we are today. So, I mean, that doesn't make sense in my brain.
1: So, I want you to explain yeah. that. About, sure. You know, why not just raise it a little bit? Why keep raising it? I don't understand that philosophy.
2: Um, yeah. So, um, COVID hit, right? March right, 2020, right. COVID hit. Uh, there was a, a push. The market went crazy for like <laughs> a couple weeks. Nobody knew. There was no liquidity in the market. And then they figured that the, the federal government would start buying as many mortgage-backed securities as they could handle, uh, and at first they started buying too many, which really sent the markets into a, a spiral. But once they got it right, it started pushing rates down and down and down into the twos, artificially lowering the market, giving you know free money essentially yep. to everybody in the market. And everyone's so, saying,
1: "Why didn't I buy a house?"
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's what we were pushing. They're not going to be here forever. You need to buy a house and. Typically, when something like that happens, yeah. it's there for six months, nine months, maybe. Uh, but they kept kept them low for too long, really. Uh, they, this should have happened a year ago. They should have started you know, September, October last year with this more gradually. And then, yeah, we might have seen a slowdown or a slight recession from it instead of just 50, 75 basis point hikes one after another, which has just sent us to a different level in the market from just total craziness in the spring where people were paying way over to get in while the rates were still low and the market just went nuts to where now you know there's price reductions there's more inventory on the market Mm -hmm. it's good for a lot of buyers though because back in the spring people that had three five percent down couldn't buy a house you know the, the first time home buyers so it's created an opportunity for them if they can right. still afford to buy, which right, right. the interest rates have changed that affordability. Right. So,
1: so is it correct to say that the Fed's played by pulling down the rates and then they played again by bringing them back up? 100%. Is, is this the game that they're playing?
2: Hundred <coughs> percent manipulation of the market. Yeah. So it was great in the, in the interim while it was there, yeah, but now right. the correction that comes from it is, you know, the supply chain got affected, inflation is you know eight nine percent something like that and so they have to bring that inflation number down and by slowing the market and slowing you know the supply chain getting you know restocking they still go to the grocery store and still see empty shelves in certain areas right
1: totally and the prices are crazy prices have gone up if you go grocery shopping i go grocery shopping my family shops every single week because we do family meals all week long. And we cannot believe how, first of all, scarce things are that we're, we've been used to getting. Our Topo Chico is hard <laughs> to get. And the prices have all gone up, you know, yep. and that's all part of this thing, right?
2: It's all part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So as they, you know, as they bring these rates up, which the federal funds rate is, it, everybody thinks <coughs> that as soon as they raise that, mortgage rates rise. So the federal funds rate that they're talking about is really just an index that they increase as a short-term borrowing rate. So the, the rate that banks borrow from the federal government, mm-hmm. which forever was at 0.25%, virtually nothing. So they've raised that 50, 75 basis points to now we're at 3.25%. They forecast that it's gonna be in the fours by early next year, somewhere in the mid fours, but that doesn't directly correlate to interest rates. It doesn't mean that mortgage rates went up 0.75%. Two days ago, now they did. They went up about a half a percent, mm-hmm. but it wasn't because they raised that rate. It was because the the news that came behind it of we're going to do it again, and mm-hmm. we're still trying to push the economy towards a recession so mm-hmm. that prices of everything else can come down, so life can be more affordable. Really. Mm-hmm. So. so the
1: federal funds rate is the rate at which money lenders buy their money from the government.
2: Yes, banks borrow their money from the government. So for short term things like cars or credit so cards. Th- that's things why all like that's that. gone up. Yeah. So if you, oh, you notice all your credit card rates are going up, or if you go to the dealership, you're most likely you're not seeing the zero percent or two mm-hmm. percent car loans mm-hmm. anymore. They're probably four or five percent. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, so how does that have an effect on mortgage rates when those funds go up? Is it just sort of a slow
2: It should be. Yeah, it should, be, it should be a slow <laughs> but it's deal. Been but then yeah. occasionally you'll see it arise. Right, and then all of a sudden you'll see an
0: adjustment back
2: down on a very short basis. Yeah, so last time they raised it, uh, they raised it a 0. 1% instead of, or maybe it's two times ago. Uh, they said they were going to raise it 0.75%, and they raised it 1%. And rates actually went down for a period of time mm-hmm. because the mortgage markets really react to news more than they do the actual And so mortgages and mortgage-backed securities don't like uncertainty at all. And so they felt like by raising that 1% that the Fed was doing their job and actually getting inflation in order. And so it actually brought the cost of the mortgage-backed securities down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And rates got better until August 1st. And that's when Fed Chairman Powell said uh, the word pain eight times in his speech after raising the rates again. And that's since the first of August, um, rates have moved over one percent, probably one and a, close to one and a half percent in interest rate just since then. So about fifty days ago.
1: So, w- what do the powers that be intend for this to accomplish by playing this market like this? What, you know? <laughs> well, they're
2: not targeted
0: at the mortgage right. side of it. They're right. targeted at bringing down inflation. But how? Well, How does that
1: work yeah, if families are affected?
0: Well, families are affected because they're going to quit. They're going to spend less. That's what they're they're banking on. Yeah,
2: buying less products, buying less product. bringing they're the inventory. To,
0: they're, they're literally trying to slow the economy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the burn. Is mm-hmm. the economy is doing so well? They're trying to slow it. And I out, out over here. The government's just continuing to just spend like crazy. Mm-hmm. So we're not really yes. getting an offsetting result. That's why the inflationary from this last time just minuscule.
1: Yeah, because it's even affecting investments. So people who have money that would be investing in the stock market are pulling the brakes back a little bit. It seems just like it's a little topsy-turvy. Oh, there's no
0: doubt about it. It's extreme. It's extreme.
1: Yeah, it is. So what what about the global market? I know this is is sort of an aside, (laughs) but does the global market have anything to do with why the Feds are doing this?
2: um they're participating in it too yeah so um part of the sell-off yesterday was because china and japan who were the the biggest buyers of mortgage-backed securities post 2008 crash um, and still continue to do so started selling off mortgage backs along with the federal government as well so the reason rates have gone up so much is the feds have said we're not buying anymore well they said that six eight months ago and Mm -hmm they actually finished, I mean, it was a tapering of it. So they finished buying them a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. Well, at the same time, China and and Japan decided they were going to start selling them too. And that's what the big bump was for the last two days. So it's, uh, yeah, everybody's participating in it. I think China has a a significant problem on their hands. They've just been building and building and building. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of empty inventory there. You know, uh, the Evergrande thing, and there's another company. I think there's some Uh, larger global issues that have to be addressed as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so now one of the on my side i've always thought well as as rates go up and we talked about this
0: earlier like your comment on it again that the alternatives to the 30-year fixed becomes the arm's the arms Mm -hmm. and talk talk a little bit about what that impact because that's no longer tied to the libor indexes which was kind of the common theme common use to that side. So what's what's the world of the ARM today?
2: Yeah, um, it's not as prevalent as it should be. Um, The markets are still trying to find themselves. So uh, that's a product that's a little more exotic. It got a really bad name in 2008, where everybody thought that was going to cause this whole global crash, but it really didn't. um, Because ARMS are based on an index like LIBOR. Today, mm-hmm. most of them are, are based on SOFR, mm-hmm. uh, which follows the federal funds rate. Um, and uh, and so li- all those indexes went down in 2007, mm-hmm. 2008. So that wasn't when you say necessary. Arm, when
1: you, when someone suggests an ARM, with a mm-hmm. um, mortgage guy suggests an ARM, it just scares you to death. You're like, oh yeah. no, yeah. no,
2: no. Yeah, so the rate's supposed to adjust after a certain period, so it's locked in. At a lower rate, so the bank has less exposure, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for five years or seven years, and when that's over, it could adjust. Well, right now, arms would, in this type of market, your arm would adjust to a higher rate. Right, well, right. if you get an arm today, most likely it's gonna cycle back around. So in five or seven years, the rates probably will be lower. And so mm-hmm. as that adjusts, like, their rates will probably adjust downward instead mm-hmm. of upward and same thing happened in 08 mm-hmm. 09 so right
1: right
2: so it's not a bad thing so you think whatsoever. arms are okay if it's they're okay they're not um hugely available um you can you'll see them a lot in jumbo products right mm-hmm. now um, you don't see them in any government loans like FHA and VA uh, and then in the conforming loan limits under 647 uh Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac really aren't participating much in that market. So you don't see good pricing on them at all. It's more of a niche portfolio bank kind of product. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's there, but it's just not, it's not there like we thought it would be. Right. So. And then what
0: about buy-down?
2: Okay. Yeah. Are you is? seeing yeah. that? In yeah. yeah. In uh, the 2-1 buy down's is a big thing right yeah. now. Good uh, or bad? Pro- yeah, it's good. Yeah? Yeah, it, c- uh, it can only be seller funded. So it's in a situation where you've got a listing and it may not sell uh, and the seller says, well, we'll give you 2% towards your uh, closing costs and Mm -hmm. you can use that to do a two one buy down. What that does is it takes, you know, your six and a half rate down to four and a half for a year and then five and a half and then it's it's six and a half. So it's sort of so the worst it could be is six and a half, right? Right. But you get the benefit of the four and a half, five and a half for the first two years. Mm -hmm. And so ideally and what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are are predicting is that rates will cycle. They always do after a recession. So twelve to eighteen months from now we'll see rates lower and they can obviously refinance it. At so from what point,
1: you guys so. have seen in, in both of your careers, what do you think that settling down would be? What, what do you think it would look like of the rates, the lowering and the settling of the rates?
2: Um, I think, rate. well, rates were artificially low, right? And they were even prior to, to COVID, right? They were in the threes. Yeah. Fours are, are pretty good. Yeah. I would say the fives are really a realistic range for where mortgages should be because mm-hmm. What you don't want is the federal government participating in that. You want Fannie and Freddie to come out of conservatorship with the government. And so you want uh, the private market to be buying those securities. And there's got to be a return for them to do that. So 3% right. rate is just not something we would see unless there's government intervention again. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what does all this mean to the to the homeowner you know to the home buyer and moving forward and we, we talked about uh before the show started just some advice for homeowners <clears throat> and advice for realtors what are what are you experiencing and working in the field with people what can you tell them and moving forward over this next probably what 12 to 18 month period mm-hmm. well let's talk about that for a second
2: yeah, I think we're extremely lucky to be in Dallas-Fort Worth, you know. I I got here by chance. I met a girl from here and uh, ended up living here, but it's for business purposes. It's uh it's a great place to be, is, you know. It is. If you look back to the 80s and the reason for the savings and loan crisis here, it was because the the whole metroplex was based on oil and gas and that's what crashed. Well, it's a very diverse economy we have. Dozens and dozens of Fortune 500 companies here, so we're a bit insulated in what we see here. We were in 08 when this happened too, um, and so we'll see some price decreases. You know, there's some in- uncertainty in the market, um, but in the so good areas, up,
1: goes up must come down. You know, essentially,
2: but, yeah, but but it how, always does. How
0: down is that? <laughs> well, um, but the one thing I think <laughs> won't go down uh, on the demand side, side that I think is a benefit to home ownership is rent. Rent. The rent side yeah. of the equation is just continuing to go. Well,
2: it's costing the investors more to own it, yeah. right? Their yeah. rates are higher, their taxes are higher, oh, so right. mm-hmm. the rent, rent's no, not going to come down. You're, you're not
0: writing off anything. You're paying rent. Yeah. You know, you guys are buying a property now. You've been yeah. renting. We've been renting. Now you're going to get time. the benefit of interest rate deduction right. and mm-hmm. tax write-off and yeah. appreciation of it's your huge. property. And depreciation uh, and, of yeah. it, too, yeah. when you're exactly. an investor. Exactly. Right
1: and we were able to do that because just from a, a very personal level because of mortgage guys that were willing to go to work for us. So now, you know, I, I want us to spend some time talking about what you do and working with your clients and and you had mentioned to me what goes up must come down. How do you sure. approach that and how what's what's the the culture Yes. at the Brooks Kelly team.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's consultative, you know, like we work with every buyer to make sure that they're buying what fits them. We're not trying to push them into a certain price home or a certain loan. Uh, We look at their goals and what they want to do and where they need their family to be or what investments they want to buy. And we really work with them to get them exactly what they want, mm-hmm. so uh, we're not trying to push you into home this weekend. We want you to be fully educated, knowledgeable, consulted, and wor- you know worked with the whole process from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of bad information out there. There's a lot of um, you know bait and switch when you look at online lenders and things like mm-hmm. that. And having someone local live is very important when mm-hmm. you're dealing in a real estate transaction. So, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So having access to you and your team,
2: mm-hmm.
1: does the brand name really matter?
2: Uh, the brand doesn't necessarily matter, no. You know, we,
1: we've got the the, mm-hmm. the mortgage links, we've got the
2: mm-hmm.
1: Fairway. Uh, we've I don't got... think it matters
2: to the consumer. Yeah. I think it probably, to
0: some degree, it matters a little bit to, the, to who Brooks and I serve, which is the mm-hmm. realtor. Yeah, community just yeah. by being familiar with mm-hmm. who, who we are mm-hmm. to that yeah. side, but the consumer is concerned about rate and payment. Yeah, oh, that's it. They don't exactly. They're not really focused on. Tell me, Brooks, about your company. I need to make sure you're capable of making this loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they business. check you out. They yeah. make
2: sure you're legitimate right. and legal, and that you've been in business for more than <laughs> a few minutes. You know, but yeah. it's more about the originator. Like you can go to any company. And have a bad experience mm-hmm. with a bad originator or a good originator. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of the person that you're dealing with and how you work with them. So mm-hmm. you might meet with a great one and you just don't mesh with them on a personal level mm-hmm. and you might need to find somebody else. So mm-hmm. someone that's going to to meet your goals and needs throughout the mm-hmm. process. So. You know,
1: I think it's really important for realtors to have established relationships Absolutely. With mortgage, because like you said, a homeowner, a home buyer doesn't care about anything but that bottom line. Get me into the get me into the house at the lowest payment possible. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a realtor who is not. And I know that there's probably restful laws for this, but, you know, you want someone to say, I have worked with this mortgage company, uh, this mortgage lender in. They're trustworthy, they're reliable, you know, they're forensic, like what you're always preaching. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or they cannot be saying anything and you'll be pulled in by something that you see online and waste a, a month's time and wind up not being able to get into the house. Uh-huh. So I think that that is good advice for a realtor to have those relationships with mortgage people that you can trust. And then, by all means, suggest and recommend, right? I right. mean, is that okay for them to do that?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, they do. They Same do. way we do with title. Yeah, huh? I mean, they probably take the safe route and say, here's three recommendations yeah, to that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But those that are really petsy in the game, they know who their providers are. Yeah. They I know mean, who's going to get the deal underwritten, who's going to get it closed, who's going to be in a timely fashion to that. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to provide a high level of customer service for their client. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're going to award their Uh, Business, so Mm -hmm. uh, Because once they hand it into Brooks' hands, uh, that's a whole world that they really don't understand. Mm -hmm. So they have to completely rely on Brooks and his team to be able to go through that process and communicate back if there's any kind of challenges associated Mm -hmm. with underwriting of that file and getting the deal closed Mm -hmm. to that side. So um, the fundamentals are still the same, how we block and tackle in the business. And now it's just more responsiveness and being consultative, as Brooks is talking about, to kind of bring people's anxieties down and, yeah. and really paint up the, the picture of the opportunity, if you can buy, oh, it's sure. still a good time. To mm-hmm. buy, it's, I mean, mm-hmm.
2: it's always a great time to buy. Yeah, you it know, is. like yeah. the market could be going down, but trying to trying to find the bottom is like trying to buy a stock at the bottom. You yeah, know? <laughs> trying to catch a falling knife, right? So if you wait, you're going to wait forever. Yeah, because you're never going to find. And if that you're that waiting yeah. for everyone, then you end up totally, this spring again, right. and you're totally in the market true, with yeah. everybody and else. And now you go from
0: a, a lot of available inventory to. Cycle tips the other way, all of a sudden the inventory starts coming back out, mm-hmm. and now you're back to the same thing limited supply. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think now's the time. Now's the time to jump. Absolutely.
1: So, yeah. so, capitalize for us as we're winding down the show again, what advice can you give realtors and homeowners about where this market's headed over the next year?
2: Yeah, um real estate's all about location, right? Mm-hmm. So it would always <clears throat> preach that, you know, the golden corridor of Preston and in the Tollway oh, yeah. and th- things like that. Dallas in general is a great place to own real estate. So it's all about the location, right? You'll see some losses in the market as far as home prices go uh, in certain areas, but mm-hmm. some areas won't lose any appreciate, you know, any value whatsoever and they'll appreciate through this mm-hmm. market. So be diligent about your location and where you're going to buy, you Mm -hmm. know, the good schools, good neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is that's important to you is important to other people. And so you want to make sure that you're buying in a place that you believe will be a good investment for you. So lean on your real estate agents for that. Like they know this market, that's, they're the expert in that. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and from their standpoint, you know, make sure that you're giving the right advice, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, be the client's ally and not there just to, to sell another home mm-hmm. you know make sure that it's a good good advice for them so yeah,
1: absolutely that's yeah. good that's yeah. good well we've already ran through our time i know it chatter boxes <laughs> <laughs> i know um so let's start with our three takeaways mark
0: okay uh well i i continue to see in a uh, and you know facebook's kind of the common medium for uh, the real estate community to communicate out and i I keep saying the same stuff. I just shake my head every time. It's well, a, because it's
1: not brain science. Well, I mean. <laughs> they're not
0: putting out the information that's yep. educational. Yep. They throw up a graphic of you know, Halloween's coming up and <laughs> where to do, do you find your Happy best place. place whatever <laughs> it is. Or they have something on a statistical side of where listings are, sales are. And there's no commentary yeah. associated with it. Yeah. So, you know, I think they need to be more consultive as mm-hmm. well and, mm-hmm. and show their expertise and talk about the market and discuss their, the, the, the positive sides, the mm-hmm. sales sides that they're accomplishing versus the other side of it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just say, I continue to say, communicate strategy. I, I totally agree uh, with to that. Them and not just the statistics side. I strongly believe, I always will strongly believe, go local for your lending. Um, and Brooks is an example of that, mm-hmm. uh, to that because they get out in the national sector, <clears> they <throat> get teased with a little bit of discount or a little bit of lower rate, however that's calculated, but they can't get to the finish line. <clears throat> and there's no relationship there right. uh, in the local level. And many times it takes the relationship between Brooks' company, my company, the real estate uh, arms, mm-hmm. the buyer and seller to get a deal closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's good to have local. Uh, people that side Absolutely, you know, I think to echo what Brooke said is that we're we're lucky to be in one of the best markets in the country Mm -hmm. Without question. So don't be afraid to jump in uh, To the market if you get the right people and find the right property the location schools, etc You're you're gonna have a good investment Mm -hmm. and you're gonna get appreciation from it because where else are you gonna get appreciation right now? Mm -hmm. You're not gonna get in the stock market to yep. that side. Real estate is that return yeah, that yeah. you're going to get on your investment, And, and uh, so I wholeheartedly I, I believe that's a place that people need to be going. Mm-hmm. Not going feeding the multifamily side at three bucks a foot. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my thoughts. That's good. Yep. That's good. Yeah.
1: So Brooks, what are your three takeaways? What would you like to leave with our listeners today?
2: Well, I... Uh, I see too often that people try to leave their real estate agent to try to do it themselves, and uh, I think that's a a really awful idea. Uh, (laughs) It's terrible. Those are the hardest transactions for us because there are no experts in there except for us in the title company, and we're trying to put the pieces together. Uh, So uh, trust in your real estate agent. They know the market, and Mm -hmm. they know the contracts and the negotiations. You're going to get a better deal when you use a realtor, uh, because they're going to negotiate for those items yeah. they yeah. know how to negotiate that's their job um, You know, don't be scared of the market get the information, you know, talk to the experts about it um, But don't be afraid of it, you know, there's always opportunity it doesn't matter if it was this spring when it was red hot or today where things are changing or six months from now when things are where they're at then, you know, it could change on a dime at any moment you can't sit there and wait because you're going to be waiting with everybody else, and then you're all going to be back in the market again together. And right. then we're going to have another frenzy. So um, educate yourself and, and find the opportunity is huge. Yeah. So, good. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. That's, yeah, good. Thank That's you. good stuff. Um, yeah. My three takeaways are always going to be a little bit hinged on marketing, but uh, I definitely think that this is a different market that we're in. And not only in the way we market, but with what we market, I think we need to be diversified. So I think for realtors, for mortgage lenders, uh, for title companies, that you need to diversify uh, your market with education, Mm -hmm. with fun stuff, with market reports, with your listings, with photographs, because we have to remember, whether we like it or not, we are in a social environment Mm -hmm. now. It's not going away. But to diversify that marketing so that you're hitting all those things and not just focusing on uh, just informational stuff. You you could do that on another network, but on Facebook, on Instagram, you're gonna have to add a little personalized stuff in there to be able to attract people. But once you attract those people, they have to know what you're about. And that's where that information and teaching and education, I think, becomes real important. Mm So number one is because we're in a different market, diversify your marketing so that you're hitting people on all those different levels. Um, Build trust, number two, through consistent and diverse methods. So get your message out wherever your audience is. So if they're on TikTok, you're going to have to get on TikTok. If they're on IG, you're going to have to get there. If they're readers, you're going to have to get a blog. So you have to know who your market is where your customers are hanging out. And that's where your diverse marketing methods have got to be. By being where they're hanging out and giving them a message that's speaking to them is how you build trust. And so that they'll actually approach you about business. Um, And then last thing, can your prospects find you? Mm -hmm. So again, socials aren't going away. Mm -hmm. If I have a younger client, they are going to be forensic. They're going to try to find me. They're gonna Google me, they're gonna go Facebook me, they're gonna IG me. They wanna see a vibrant profile of who I have represented myself to be. So if I'm representing myself to be a photographer, a marketer, a cool person, then that's what they wanna see. If I represent myself to be a realtor, a savvy, smart, local expert, that's what they want to see on my profile. So if people look you up, what will they find? So I think that's very important is be, approachable be able to be found online and can they get enough information to make a decision about you you know sometimes you see all these links and you go to the links and great it's all the stuff but i want to know about him i want to know about her Mm -hmm. give me the bio what's her scoop what's his scoop what's he about who's he worked with so all these old school marketing things that we've been teaching forever like have a great headshot Have a great bio, write your feature story. You know, I still preach those things today because what the only thing differently we're doing is that we're just chopping them up Mm -hmm. in smaller pieces and putting them out on more networks. So make sure that your prospects can find you and uh, make sure that you come back to the insiders next month in October. I think Mark and I are gonna have a really special treat for everybody in October. So uh, go visit the insiders podcast to get all the scoop on all of our episodes. Uh, we're everywhere. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Mark's website on Secured Title, they're on Uh, No reason to have to hunt for us, you'll be able to find us. A special shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Secured Title of Texas, and to our special guest, thank you so much, Brooks. Thank you. For sharing your expertise. Mark, love you, buddy. Love you. See you next month. All right. Ciao, everybody.